0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Oh, it's a Monday. It's after two. What does that mean?
1: Here comes the money. Here
0: we go. Money
1: talks. Here comes the money. Money.
0: We're talking here today in our Money Monday segment about the role of the Ombudsman for Banking Services. So have you ever wondered, who's got your back when it comes to banking grievances? Well, that's where the Ombudsman for Banking Services steps in as your go-to ally in navigating issues with your bank. So picture this, you've encountered a problem with unsatisfactory service from your bank. Instead of feeling lost in a maze of customer service calls, the ombudsman will provide a clear and impartial path for resolution. It's like having a helpful guide who's on your side. Think of the ombudsman's role as a bridge between you and your bank, ensuring that your concerns are heard and fairly addressed. It's all about making sure consumers are treated fairly and that banks are held accountable for their actions. Now, understanding how the ombudsman operates not only empowers you as a banking customer, but also reinforces the ethical standards that underpin the trust between banking institutions and their clients. The role of the Ombudsman for for Banking Services is crucial in safeguarding the banking rights of banking consumers and ensuring fair resolution of of disputes within the financial sector. The Ombudsman acts as an independent intermediary between customers and their banks, uh, offering an avenue for complaints related to banking products, services and contents. So we're speaking to the Communications and Escalations Manager at the Ombudsman for banking services Kwanda Vabaza who's in studio with us and you can call in anytime on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Kwanda thank you very much for joining us this afternoon
2: Thank you for inviting us
0: So I think that was a little bit of a background but perhaps you can be more thorough and specific um on the bank of the background of why the Ombudsman for Banking Services was established and what it is you do
2: I actually think you captured everything but um I think in a nutshell, we're there to just make sure that, like you said, that um, if anyone has a a complaint out there against a bank and they've tried to resolve that complaint with their bank and their bank either refuses to hear them Mm. or hears them but they're not satisfied with how the matter is resolved, Mm. then those people are free to come to us for free of charge and we will assist them. I must say this, um, we do know for a fact that out there there are people claiming to be working for the Ombudsman for Banking Services and we suspect that they're asking people for money Now, they're not from the Ombudsman for Banking Services. We'll never ask anyone for money. We'll never ask anyone to provide us with their banking details, their internet banking passwords or ATM pins, or any confidential information that may be used to access their bank accounts. So the Ombudsman for Banking Services will never ask for any of that information. But yes, uh, like you said, we're there for that. And it's important for us to just also explain and Mm. mention that we are independent in the sense that we do not represent complainants we do not represent the banks so ours is to just receive the complaint uh, uh, get information that is required or that we need to obviously uh, be able to adjudicate on the matter before us and thereafter obviously make a finding based on the facts and all the information and evidence presented
0: so it's erroneous to say the banking ombudsman is on the consumer side it's more about having somebody who's impartial to be able to mediate
2: 100 percent.
0: okay uh, let's talk a little bit about the the background because you know much must have happened to necessitate the office of the ombuds for banking services to be established
2: Hundred percent. So we were established over twenty years ago, Let's and see. I think when we first started, um, our banks actually decided to start this organization. We uh, were obviously known as something else, uh, but they started it to avoid having uh, the government involved in the regulations of the bank. So mm-hmm. instead of having the bank to decide on, or the the government to decide on the resolution of the complaints, the banking sector decided to establish this independent body. Uh, But again, when it was established, it was obviously chosen by the banks and all that. So to move away from the fact that it was the banks who obviously elected the first ombud, who obviously appointed that ombud, and to basically try and establish some form of independence. Then an independent body now established with an independent board of directors was appointed. And obviously from that independent board uh, establishing, uh, I think it was established by um, people from the bank, about three representatives, but majority of the representatives, they obviously not from the banking sector. So those people then elect the ombudsman. So that's how we now establish our independence. Uh, We're not, uh, Ombudsman for banking services is not elected by the banking uh-huh. sector.
0: You know banks now offer an umbrella of services including insurance services and we know that there is an ombud for short-term and long-term insurance. So what in in the banking sphere does your um, um, ombuds bo- um, office actually represent?
2: So we uh, deal with complaints relating to uh, banking services or products. For it would be, for instance, if people have an issue, uh, let's say, a bond. Uh, they have an issue with their bond or there is fraud in their accounts, whether it's internet banking fraud, ATM. Um, so anything that is bank related, we deal with that. Now, yes, like you said, banks do offer insurance, but those issues, um, I mean, are easily identifiable. And those issues are dealt with by the insurance ombud. Okay. But majority of the banking issues, we do deal with them.
0: What types of complaints do you deal with? So we... Majority of the complaints
2: we receive are fraud related. Okay. Where a lot of people are falling victim to fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that occupies most of our time. But uh, like I said, any other bank issues, bank related issues we deal with, for instance, uh, vehicle finance, uh, people who fall v- victim to fraud, uh, people who find themselves in financial difficulties and obviously they need assistance or the bank is not willing to assist them with the structures and all that. So they do come to us um, and we obviously assist where we can. Uh, but yeah, basically all issues related to banks, they can bring them to us.
0: So if you find yourself in a position where, for example, these 99 rand debit orders were going off and it was a pandemic at some point, Gwanda, and your bank isn't willing to repay you or, you know, investigate, what type of intervention would the ombudsman make?
2: So we actually dealt with a lot of those issues and... um, So I think one of the issues, main issues that were identified at the time was some of the banks will offer to assist their customers, but they'll want to charge them for reversing that debit order. But um, again, as the Ombudsman Mm -hmm. for Banking Services, our issue that we had with the banks was that if it is a fraudulent debit order, the customer did not authorize that debit order, and the customer can then not be punished for going to their bank and requesting for that debit order to be reversed. But I must say, yes, uh, we actually uh, were able to convince the banks to stop um, charging the customers uh, a fee for that. Reversals. But Yes, but we did actually assist a lot of customers with reversals.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. You know, a big thing at the moment is um, the cybercrime that's happening on people's apps. Um, And actually, I was listening to Power Drive some time ago, um, you know, about what responsibility does the bank have in ensuring that it's not so easy to, you know, steal from people's banking apps, even if they're held at gunpoint, even if it is them who are sending the OTPs, you know, all of these issues that we're facing. I wonder what your thoughts are about that.
2: Um, You see, with... um so let me just say this. I think when it comes to banking, there is a lot of security, especially from the South African banks. I think uh, for people who've been overseas, of uh, the UK and all that, uh, America, they will tell you that uh, to, to tap your card, for instance, you do not need a pin. In, some, in most of the places, you do not need a PIN. But South Africa is one of the countries that I know for a fact. A lot of the things require PIN. For instance, a tip and go in South Africa, there is a limit so because of the fraud that is out there. Tip and go, our limit is 500. It's set at 500. And this is again an issue that, that was addressed with the banks because we saw that there was a, fraud, a lot of fraud happening where. Uh, fraudsters or thieves would uh, steal someone's card and then go tap at yeah. these shops and all that. And it became obviously an issue, but we could also foresee that this was going to be a bigger issue than it was starting to be. Mm. And we had meetings with the banks, and yes, um, we obviously at some point, I'm not sure if the banks had already think started thinking about it, mm. but at some point there was then a limit, obviously, set. And again, I think even the uh, card association uh, providers for instance the mastercards and all that yes. they've always had limits right to be imposed but some of the banks they never impose those limits and because of that fraudsters were of these were able to tap those cards but like i said there the were discussions and then the limits now are set i think all the banks have now set that limit to oh, 500 yeah. exactly but with the can point things <sighs> it is a, a difficult one yeah. because as much as um the banks, yes, can make it difficult. For instance, if someone is held at gunpoint and they refuse those transactions, but the other thing you must uh, obviously think about is what if the bank declines a transaction and then someone is hurt, or the worst happens and sure. then they shot. So it's a mm-hmm. bit difficult for mm-hmm. them. And um, as long as hence the banks, as long as your card is used, your actual card or your 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 your, your mobile app mm-hmm. is used and the correct password, and PIN are used, the banks must authorize the transaction. And as a customer, uh, if you obviously uh, are able to show that, yes, you were uh, forced into performing that transaction, I do know for a fact that some banks consider that information and solely on discretion from the bank, they can refund and they do refund. I
0: see. You have seen that. We have seen that, yes.
2: We definitely have seen that.
0: Okay, that's very interesting because there are um, cameras at the ATMs. There are ways to prove this. And so if you're saying that, you know, you have seen cases where the banks were able to support their, their clients... I mean, that's a little bit heartening.
2: But again, I think uh, we also have seen instances where someone will say, for instance, they never performed a transaction. Mm -hmm. And then when we look at those cameras, we see actually it was you doing... The transactions with so, no gunpoint. Exactly, with no I'm, I'm not talking about okay, the gunpoint, okay, sure. but I'm just saying that um, we also need to keep in mind that some people actually may try to defraud the banks.
0: Yeah, but that's a fraudster. That's mm. that's a person who. I'm saying
2: yeah. the holder himself <laughs> exactly. can try and say, exactly. actually, it wasn't me, but it was someone else. But. Uh, it's a difficult one for banks. But yeah. again, hence I'm saying we can't force the banks in that situation to refund anyone. It is completely and solely on their discretion whether to refund or not.
0: Um, grab your headphones. Let's speak to Adolf quickly, who's on the line. Adolf is called in on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. How are you doing, Adolf?
3: Very good, puppy. Uh, how are you?
0: Good, thank you. Go ahead.
3: Excellent. All right, my question is that... Uh, there is something called a debit check, which is used by banks, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like it's a, a relatively recent, um, um, uh, t- type of technology. Now what they do is if I'm banking with bank, uh, bank Y and i that's, that's where I'm holding my current account mm-hmm. and I've got debit orders coming from say bank X, bank X will then send a debit order to my bank, but send it as a debit check which my bank says it's a locked debit order um there is nothing that they can do about it i would have authorized say for example a thousand rand but then that debit check comes as five thousand rand now i want to understand uh, what is the legality of this because my bank would then say they cannot do anything and i'm saying refer uh, i mean send back that debit order because the amount is not correct and they say no we can't because this is locked Go and talk to bank x and T- sending me to Bank X is actually like sending somebody who has been victimized to, to the person who is committing the crime. The you the
0: yeah, So yeah. yeah, Okay, very interesting. Um, thank you very much, Adolf. Kwanda? Uh,
2: so with uh, Debit Check, uh, the whole point of having Debit Check was to address, obviously, those unauthorized uh, debit orders that were happening. So what Debit Check does is um, before any debit order can go through your account, permission is required from the customer so that permission can either be obtained telephonically or they can via app app, in-app message uh, be sent to you to say you have this um, debit order from this company they want to debit x amount on the first of each month Um, they basically specify the amount to be debited and Mm -hmm. they also make provision for instance if If uh, the agreement was between you and the company was that a 1,000 rands will be debited, they will also say, should, uh, for instance, um, they take into account that sometimes uh, customers do miss uh, payments Mm -hmm. and they will say in the event that happens, for instance, let's say the maximum we can uh, debit is two months or three months in So they will say the maximum is 3,000. But as a customer, whatever amount a customer agrees to, they cannot debit more than that. So should, for instance... um, uh, 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 you agree to a, a debit check and uh, the company uh, p- passes a debit order that is more than what you agreed to, you definitely can complain and should lodge a complaint against it and your bank should assist you if it was not agreed to by you as a customer. So in this instance, uh, he says he only agreed to a 1,000 rents, but they debited 5,000 rands. If that is the case, he can definitely lodge a complaint with us, the Ombudsman for Banking Services, if his bank is refusing to assist.
0: Yes, because his bank is sending him to the other bank.
2: Exactly. Now, he does not have a relationship with that other yes. bank. So what, again, debit check is, um, it, it actually offers protection in the sense that before debit check, so... Uh, the fraudsters, for instance, would go to their bank and say, uh, "These are the account uh, we have uh, debit orders or agreements with these people. Uh, debit X amount." So, your their bank would never ask for agreements. But now, what debit check wants is that um, what it requires is that your before any debit order is processed, the banks must have an agreement. The agreement, it must be. Uh, with the banks physically, they must have their agreement. So without that agreement, they cannot process those uh, debit orders. So that's, I think, the new um, introduction to debit order systems that obviously are in the protecting customers. But you so, can definitely lodge a complaint with yeah,
0: us. Yeah, so Adolf has something that, as the ombudsman for banking services, you can definitely assist him Definitely. With. All right, all the best to you with that. Uh, Margaret, you're in Johannesburg. How's it, Margaret? Hi, Hello, you're on the radio? Yes, ma'am. Talk mm-hmm. to me. Yes, I have a
1: problem with that bank. Okay. so I've been paying my bonds for 28 years now. And the agreement was that uh, I should pay my bonds for 20 years. Unfortunately, during 2007, the bond rates were going up and up and up mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. So I went to the bank to negotiate for my, what you call, my uh, my bond to be increased to 30 years and the premium should be reduced. So I spoke to them. They agreed. They said uh, it has is, it is been approved. Mm-hmm. Then they said if I go for 30 years, then my premium is going to be 1,200 mm-hmm. for that year. But from there, they never changed my premium. I've been paying 1.8 since, since I started
0: to get the, the, uh, the agreement with the bond, up to now. So they're still debiting the 1,800. Yeah, 20- 1.8, even now. Okay, and when you speak to them?
1: When I speak to them, they ask me. They tell me I must go and pay this money. Otherwise, they will account to to their lawyers, and the lawyers will send sheriff to come and uh, evict me yeah. in, in yeah. their house.
0: All right, well, let's hear what Kwanda has to say. All right, ma'am Margaret. Okay,
1: all right. Thank
2: you. So um, my understanding is um, you went and entered basically into a new agreement, a restructure agreement, to change the one term from 20 years to 30 years. And they were meant to change the installment from 1.8 to 1.2. But it never happened. Now, um, it, <laughs> this happened 2007. Mm. And for
0: yeah, for many,
2: many, years. many, many, yeah. many, many years, you actually saw that they were debiting the 1.8, but you didn't do anything. But um, so so we also have limitations without jurisdiction. So if such an issue, for instance, arises, uh, you have three years to come and report the issue to us and tell us that um, this is the agreement, the bank is not abiding by their agreement. But in any event, um, here, um, I would still think that it would still be to her advantage, because if you pay more, then obviously, the more you pay, then the less interest you end up paying eventually, and then the term should reduce. But uh, I'm not sure why here she's still paying 1.8, yet the term uh is not changing, or did not change, uh, is not reducing, basically. So, so what so I'd advise mm-hmm. is she definitely needs to lodge a complaint with us, and let us see exactly what happened. But we, do, we will definitely have the challenge with the fact that it's it been has 17 been... 17
0: years. Yes, many, many years. So, Mum Margaret, tell me, they're still debiting you the 1-8. Obviously, you're not able to pay it. So, are you now in some sort of arrears with the bank? No, no arrears. Instead, they are still
1: debiting.
2: So, you've never missed an installment? You've never missed... Never. A, never. Not even once. So, so let me ask you that. how much okay but so 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 since two thousand and seven uh the bond amount is it decreasing can you clearly see it decreasing no decrease
1: no so, decrease whatsoever so
2: the outstanding balance is still not decreasing and you're still left to twenty eight years today
1: the balance is, is decreasing slowly it's going up down up down up down Instead now the the amount is twenty
2: thousand left. Okay, you left. Okay, oh, the Australian balance is twenty thousand. Okay.
1: Yes.
2: Uh, um, yeah. I, I think, ma'am, uh, just take your chance. Come and lodge a complaint. In fact, go first address that e- this issue with your bank. Ask them um to provide you with a reconciliation. Stay, uh yeah just Excuse to. Say.
1: Excuse me, sir. Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. I've been going there every year. Every year, even last year, September, I went to the bank.
2: Okay, no, that's fine. Then, that's then come to the ombudsman for banking services. um Can I give you a number? Just call zero one one seven one two one
0: eight double zero. Hang on, hang on. Okay, Mum Ma- Margaret, you go get a pen or whatever you need. Guanda, speak slowly. I will write down the number. We'll go to the headlines, and then I'll give the number out on the radio. Okay. Okay, okay. All right, and hopefully we can help you out with that. For anyone who is ready for the number now, you can go ahead.
2: So it's Mm -hmm. 011-712-1800 or Mm -hmm. 0860-800-900.
0: Okay, 900, eh? So 011-712-1800. Failing that, 0860-800-900. We'll give that number out again after this. Your 230 power headlines. That's the voice of Gwanda Vabaza, Communications and Escalations Manager at the Ombudsman for Banking Services. Have you got a grievance with your bank? Have you got an issue that you think that the Ombudsman for Banking Services can assist you with? Give us a call with your questions or comments on 0861-987-000.
4: Speak up. up. Call the power line on 0861-987-000.
0: It is Power Lunch on a Money Monday. Um, It is about 2.36 in the afternoon and we're talking, understanding the role of the Ombudsman for Banking Services. We have Communications and Escalations Manager at the Ombudsman for Banking Services, Gwanda Vabaza, in studio with us. And uh, I did promise, Mum Margaret, if you are listening, to write down the number and to give it to you again. If you'd like to get hold of the Ombudsman for Banking Services, you can dial 011 1-712-1800 one 712 or you can dial 0860-800-900 and we'll give that number out towards the end of the show as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit about issues prescribing or going over time. I mean, Mum Margaret's issue, if it started in 2007, that's all these years ago, 17 years ago. How soon after feeling dissatisfied with your... Service from your bank. Should you approach the ombudsman? So, um, so
2: we have um, our customers out there have three years to come and uh, raise a dispute with the ombudsman for banking services from the date that they become aware of the issue. So, for instance, oh Mama Margaret, um, she obviously went in two thousand seven. Uh, and requested for this uh, bond restructure. And if it wasn't done, she obviously would have been aware that they continuing to debit the 1.8 instead of the 1.2 that was agreed to. So from that moment that she obviously saw that they debiting the 1.8, she should have raised a dispute with the Ombudsman for Banking Services. It. Because her issue with us, obviously, if she comes uh, to to report the issue would be that the bank failed to action my request in 2007, I do foresee the banks uh, uh, raising uh, the issue of prescription uh, as a defense for us to handle that dispute. So, okay. But yeah, I'm not saying she shouldn't try. She can still raise the issue with the okay. bank and us.
0: Listen, we don't want to be in your pocket, Mum Margaret, but we do want some feedback. Please let us know how it goes, what happens once uh, you do go and see um, Gwanda and his team at the Ombudsman for Banking Services. Sammy, you're in Dobsonville. Hi good
5: evening view guest i i hope my information will be will be helpful okay. regarding this uh, atm thought okay so i would say that the ombudsman must suggest this technology to sabric banking south african banking information centre because people get hijacked their not being taken away and then these criminals go to the atm to withdraw money so what they should do is make use of facial recognition technology so when you open up your card, your bank, your bank account, you give your your bank the names of the people and their identity. The the people that are allowed to use your bank, so that when you get hijacked, they take your card. They go to the ATM. the The camera at the ATM will 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 process the picture of the person that's withdrawing the money. And they the person is, mm. yeah, the person is uh, unauthorized. Mm. They need to pretend a negative you don't disperse money and if they take you to the a t m yourself to withdraw money because you' be scared of history, you you'll be you know under pressure scared mm-hmm. and everything this information as well it uses what's called uh emot- well, well, i'll tell you what you it is. Emotion intelligence emotional intelligence technology something like this, something like that it's mm-hmm. part of artificial intelligence so it' Process your face, then it will see that you are, you are, you are under pressure, you're scared, or soever, you're terrified. Then it is also return a negative. You okay. don't, don't expect any money. So that's the technology that they must suggest to the banking sector. Okay.
0: All right. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Sammy and Dobsonville. Some sure. technological uh, interventions they suggested to you. Um, I can't fall to the banks. Yeah, Yeah.
2: No, I can't fall to the idea. Um, but I think um, if obviously such uh, technologies are introduced, uh, people must understand that uh, the banks will also may have to actually increase the fees uh, to cover those expenses of introducing the technology. uh, Yeah. So I think uh, people just need to bear that in mind.
0: Yeah, look, I do think we are aware of that and, and uh, perhaps that is an intervention, but it's definitely some sort of conversation that needs to be expanded because of the life and times that we're living. Um, Lawrence, you're in Cosmos City. Hi.
5: Yes. Uh, good day. It's my first time to call uh, Power FM. Oh, welcome.
0: It's lovely to have you with us.
5: <laughs> but I'm always a listener. Love it. Okay. I'll, I'll, how are you? Uh, who? Yeah, yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. No, I've got a problem here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, all the way back in 2021. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I tried by all means to, to go everywhere, to call I- IRS. And then they said they are busy investigating the story. I fell into a victim. Uh, I got uh, somebody saw me at the filling station. And then he said, I'm looking for a thing. I'm looking for, for a transport to take me to somebody who is owing me some money. So please, if you can help. I said, uh, no, but I don't trust you. What is going to happen if I happen to be thing, if I get into trouble? So he said, uh, no, the thing is, uh, I've got something that uh, that person is going to buy. So can you please uh, think, can you please assist me with uh, money? I need 50,000, then I'll give you 100,000. So uh, once I heard that, I said, uh, no. Let me go straight, and then what? And uh, and then uh, do the uh, immediate trans, uh, uh, transactions, so that uh, the name of the company where I deposited the money was called uh, Awesome Friends. We're listening. Sorry.
0: We're listening. We're following your story about Lawrence.
5: Yes. Oh, now if I try to call the person, uh, since they said they were going to see me the following day, they didn't manage to think, they didn't manage to give me the money. So you were
0: scammed, essentially, is what's going on. Yes, yes. Somebody said, we have this thing for you, pay us into this account. You paid into that account, and then you've never heard from them again.
5: Yeah, they actually wanted a lift. And then they said, look, my money is short, but I've already given that uh, person uh, the money. So what actually happened was uh, they said, oh, no, we don't even want the money. Please put it into this account." Mm, mm,
0: mm. Yeah,
5: so that is what I did.
0: Okay, so, so your up question up is today, about what can the bank do to help you, if anything uh, at all? Yes, I tried
5: to call the bank. Uh, they said you are the one who did who uh, 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 did uh, 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 transact that man. Yeah. So we can't uh, we can't uh, help oh, you. I went to my one. bank, get check? They also told me the same story. So okay. since I heard you speaking to the ombudsman, I thought maybe I might get a help because I still have got that proof of payment in the account.
0: Okay. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you very much. What can someone like Lawrence do? Because so many have fallen prey to scams, to all sorts of things where our money has been lost. Gwanda? Uh,
2: I think from what I understood from Lawrence is um, he... Paid 50,000 rands and he was promised he's gonna get back 100,000. Now, uh, for some people, that's a clear indication that this may be a scam. Yeah. And I think um, people just need to be aware that uh, in most instances, if someone promises you such a return, 100% return, uh, what, by the following day, chances are it is a scam. It is definitely a scam.
0: If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true.
2: Exactly. But um, notwithstanding that, um, Lawrence definitely can uh, should have actually gone to his bank, reported the fraud. It is a scam. It is fraud. And his bank, obviously, then, uh, depending on whether the person who received the money is ready, or the person that he paid the money is two banks with the same bank or not. So if the person banks with a different bank, what should have happened is his bank should have reported that scam to the other bank. And what... Uh, the other bank will normally want is a case report, a S A P S case there report. There should be
0: a criminal investigation. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
2: So they will require that information and then that other bank will block those monies or block the account pending if there's still monies into the in that account uh-huh. pending an investigation. Mm-hmm. So they will then speak to their customer to say, listen, we have received a complaint of fraud relating to this fifty thousand. Um provide us with uh, your entitlement to these monies. Um, Then, obviously, based on that information, sometimes the person comes and says, I sold this person a car. He has proof Mm -hmm. of the sale. Mm -hmm. Then the issue obviously is resolved. Mm -hmm. But um, I think Lawrence says uh, his bank refused to assist him. If that is the case, that is an issue, he definitely must raise a complaint with us, the Ombudsman for Banking service, as soon as possible.
0: Oh, Lawrence, as soon as possible, if your bank, because the issue here isn't necessarily the fraud, right? The issue that the ombudsman helps you with is the response and the adequate response from the banking institution.
2: Yes, yeah, so... so. There is a lot. I think all banks understand that there is a lot of fraud happening in South Africa. In in fact, worldwide, there is a lot of fraud. And they do understand that they have agreements within or amongst them as to what should happen if fraud is reported. So ours is to make sure that, yes, the bank did follow its own internal procedure. And obviously the normal banking practice out there in trying to prevent (gasps) or mitigate uh, Lawrence's uh, losses. So, if we see that when we investigate, for instance, we will request for statements, account statements of the account holder who received the monies. If we see that when Lawrence reported this incident, there was still money in that account. The fifty thousand, for instance, was still there, but because the bank failed to act timeously, the fraudster uh, was able to withdraw the monies. We can recommend to the obviously the beneficiary bank to say. Refund the 50000 to Lawrence because you failed to act timelessly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Zico says, what is the ombudsman doing against banks that are continuing with reckless lending? I have a 65-year-old who's going on pension, but daily she's bombarded with calls from the banks offering her loans. Yeah, um, so
2: the, there is a difference, obviously, between between some of, uh, someone being called and offered a loan and someone being uh, given a loan recklessly. Now, uh, the National Credit Act specifies uh, circumstances, obviously, and procedures that the banks must follow before granting credit to someone. So, yes, the fact that they're calling you, well, um, uh, uh, inviting offering. you to come. Mm. It's basically an invitation, so to say, mm. to come and apply for whatever credit that you want they will then do an affordability assessment. They must do an affordability assessment. And if they do not, or if they do do the affordability assessment, but still on the evidence provided, all the information provided, they can see that this person will not be able to make a payment or will be over-indebted because of granting that credit, then it is reckless. And then as the Ombudsman for Banking Services, as well as the uh, the National Credit Regulator, we can then make recommendations to address that issue.
0: Okay. So it might be an irritant, but it's not yet overstepping the law as yet as yet as yes. yet okay I hope that that helps you um, Matumani on Twitter says one would think Mum Margaret's case should be simple i.e. a signed agreement to raise the term reduce installment that's what we were talking about off air if the uh, term was increased but the installment not reduced then that's criminality from the bank um, so absolutely and, and uh, the reason why we're trading carefully is because we don't know all of the details we don't have that contract in hand because he's saying why are you thinking this is a challenge because we don't have all of the details, so we've got to find the, bo- and we, I'm not working there the Ombudsman, Gwanda and his team will find all of the details and, and possibly help mum Margaret. Manko, you're in Silverton, hello. Manko. baby, Manko, yeah. yeah.
6: Can you hazard, hear me? Hazard. Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Baby? Yes, we
0: can hear you. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, baby, I had a um, few issues with my banks and um, it ended up with the Ombudsman. And um, with with most of the cases, I just felt that, you know, um, the Ombudsman's purpose is just to tell them, you know what, just fix this guy and let's move on. Uh, My recent case, it was with um, a balloon payment. I had a balloon payment with MFC. When I was supposed to pay uh, the amount, they decided to restructure my finance without my consent. I took them to the Ombudsman and um, on one bank, I instructed them to close my account and, and put them, uh, the amount that was due to the original amount on the day of the, the end of the contract. Mm. However, they did not instruct the bank to stop doing that practice of refinancing the um, balloon payment without the consent of the client.
0: Okay. Uh, you can ask Manko any questions, Kwanda. Go ahead. Sorry, Manco. Um So, so uh,
2: you saying that we satisfactorily addressed your issue? We told the bank to put you in a position you would have been in had they not restructured. It,
6: it, it was two issues. The first issue is they they have refinanced, restructured my finance, from my concern. Without yes, they have to reverse it. So they it reverse that. Means it. that they are doing to, they reverse. It means they do it. To, to, to other people
2: now, um so 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 again um,
6: so i requested yeah yes. so so i had two complaints the first complaint is they have to stop that the second complaint is they have to reverse that so they need to stop the practice
2: um again uh, yeah no I, I think i get you now so 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 yeah. what people need to understand is we address individual complaints so you brought the complaint. We addressed your complaint, and as much as yes, you're saying uh, the banks, this is uh, uh, practice that they're doing uh, to everyone or on everyone. But unfortunately, up until those people that this has been done to come to our office and lodge mm. a complaint, we cannot address it. We do not know. We do not know. So but I'm, again, but I'm if
6: one of those people that when when I lost that complaint, I indicated, you know, because on the form it says. What would you like to be done?
2: Yes, but uh, you As did say that we did address your issue.
0: So your issue was addressed. You, you'd like more to be done.
6: No, Bobby. You, they, when on the on the form they ask you, what would you like to be done? Yes. So you state your reason behind it. So yes. first reason was they must they must they must stop the, yes. the practice. Yes. Yes. They must reverse the contract. Was it so not they reversed? reverse the contract? The contract was reversed.
2: So what stands? What is outstanding now?
6: uh, My issue is the case was closed without Compass Mint telling that you know they've instructed bank to stop, you know, refinancing, uh, restructuring, balloon payment without the consent of the, of the, of in future
0: and to other consumers. Okay. So again, no, I
6: did not get that answer that I did not. Okay. I, I'm one of okay. those people That's right. why I've complained and I've never
0: get the response. I think wanda has got it now. Yes, yes. So
2: um, again, so yes, if other people uh, were also victim of the same issue that you faced, they definitely welcome to come and lodge a complaint with us. And I promise you, we'll also do the same thing that we did for you. We will definitely instruct the bank to reverse whatever restructure that was done without the consent of the customer. However, as long as the Ombudsman for Banking Services, we do not have such complaints. Unfortunately, we cannot act. And I understand you saying that uh, this is being done to everyone, but uh, we do not know that. Unfortunately, and the only way we will get to know that is if people come and lodge a complaint with us, the ombudsman.
0: Yeah, thank you, Manko. I I suspect and I sense that he wants some sort of justice done overall, but you're saying. You deal with case by case matters,
2: exactly. And yeah. and to be honest, if yes, it was something that we see like uh, happening regularly, it would definitely be something that we would take up with the banks. But like
0: the ninety nine rand exactly. debits that we were talking 100%. about earlier. All the yes. best to you there, Manko. les hello.
4: Hello, Fabi. How are you? Good and you? I'm good, thanks, man. Ah, uh, I just want to understand if my interest within this case, man uh in 2022 early january uh 4.5 was stolen from my account to fund the betway account and i immediately went to the bank and told them that they said no maybe you gave you a pin uh, you are acting to someone in the family i said no they don't even know my pin and i don't have the Bitway account so, I quickly went to the police station and um, I took the case number to the Cape Tech Bank. They said, okay, fine, the transaction is still hanging. So, I said, okay, do something or reverse the transaction or call the Betway account. They took my ID number and that one of my wife. They said, they fetched. They said, no, you don't have the Betway account. And the, the Cape Tech Bank, they failed to reverse the transaction. So I don't know understand. What would have been the best record for myself? Because the transaction was telling really the investigation that they did, it showed very clearly that but I don't have my bank account, but I lost 4.5 uh, in, 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 uh, on the spot. Mm.
0: All right, so we got jumbled up just a little bit. I, I don't know if it's raining with lightning where you are, but I think that that always has an impact on the lines. But overall, money was transferred to his betware account the he was told maybe somebody else authorized it maybe they had the pin but he said absolutely not um, but the bank said it was still hanging and that's where we started to lose him i don't know if you if you caught the rest of the story Gwanza.
2: yeah i think i i did um so it i think before um, I can say exactly whether we can assist or not. It's important to first understand whether was this an EFT or internet banking transfer made or was it a cut transaction? yes
0: Liz?
4: Hello? Liz? It was just an online transaction. Online.
0: Yes, okay. It was an online transaction. Yeah, it was an,
4: it, it was an online transaction. And uh, what was interesting is that they said, no, if something is online, there's nothing that they can do. But the transaction itself it was indicating that no it is still hanging is this a transaction from from you from uh, the the bank
0: onto an online platform is that what you're saying like you're paying an online platform yeah
4: yeah yeah from my account funding the Bitway account which i did not have even now i don't have the Bitway account
2: (sighs) okay um Again, uh, I think with you, uh, the best thing that you can do since this happened in 2002, I'd say just lodge come and lodge a complaint with us, the Ombudsman for Banking Services. Because uh, at this point, I just need more information mm. before I can say whether we can assist or not. So come and lodge a complaint with us.
0: Good luck to you, Pamela. You'll be last caller in. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Talk to us.
7: Um. Uh, my problem is with uh Capitech. It so happened that money was uh, deposited into my account without my concern.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: And they figured and said it's a fraud and they're going to pause my account. I've been going to Bedford Center almost every week. They give me reference numbers, nothing is being done. I tried to call the ombudsman. The numbers were not going through, just ringing. And now there's money inside and they won't release. My account is still blocked. Okay. So I don't know how to go on about it because this is a matter of November. Mm. It's been November and I, I can't access my funds since November.
2: Uh, so, so you received a fraudulent transfer into your account. Yes, but
7: uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't have anything to do with it.
2: Okay, so you've never claimed those funds as yours and um, uh, you, uh, you already had your own monies in the same account. So you just want the bank to allow you to withdraw your own monies and they can do whatever with the fraudulent transfer. Is that what you're saying? I...
7: I- i want my money that comes from the government as i'm an i'm unemployed i want to withdraw all the cash that is in there and then close and stop my services with them i think that will be fair because i've already opened with standard bank
2: okay so um again uh, i think yeah maybe uh I don't know the reasons why the bank decided to block your account, especially when you went and told them that you know nothing about the monies that were credited. Um, but uh, let us investigate. Let us see exactly why the bank is refusing to allow you to withdraw the other monies. Uh, but at this point, unfortunately, I can't say whether um, the bank did something wrong or not. Yeah. We, are, we need uh, uh, them, obviously, to give them an opportunity as well to respond to, to the issues.
0: Okay. Yes, I'll absolutely. give the number out again. Hey, Gwanda, you're on the line here. Pamela says the number just rang and rang and there was no answer.
2: I, I wanted to say that, uh, Pamela, um, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure if I can get your number. Um, yes,
0: absolutely. We'll yeah. connect you with Pamela. Okay. Yeah.
2: Pamela, I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, I do know for a fact that we actually do answer our calls all the time. So I'm not sure what would have happened with you. And which number did you call?
7: It was given a, a, on a Capitec brochure. I don't know where it is right now.
0: Okay, uh, I, I don't think we need to, to go through all of that on air, but Pamela, you've done the right thing by calling in because we're going to connect you directly to Gwanda. Um, and also, like I asked with um, uh, Umama earlier on, just give us some feedback that it's all been resolved. All right, all the best to you, Pamela. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Your final comment. I mean, it does seem that there are a lot of issues that people have with their banking institutions. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's
2: a, it's a, it's, I think people just need to be aware that uh, the Ombudsman for Banking Services exists mm. for such issues. Anyone with an issue with their bank, anyone whose bank is refusing to assist them with their issues, they can come to us for free of charge. We will assist them. You do not need to go pay lawyers. Um we have lawyers employed at the Ombudsman for Banking Services who actually have the experience to deal with the, these issues. So save your money, come to us for free of charge, we will assist you.
0: Fantastic. That is the Communications and Escalations Manager at the Ombudsman for Banking Services. I'll give that number out one more time, 0860-800-900 or zero double one seven one two one eight hundred. 712 Kwanda Vabaza, thank you for your time.